Shickley, Nebraska is a town of just over 300 people, but its citizens have done an amazing job of capturing the wealth of their area. In just 10 years, they've raised about $2.5 million for community projects without the help of government grants or tax money. It's a model that has gained national and international attention. Andrew McRae sits down with Richard Walter, one of the board members of the Shickley Community Foundation, to learn how they've done it. We uh, started in uh, 1991. Uh, it was an out, outcome from a town hall meeting, and uh, we had some uh, people uh, decide to try to start a community foundation. One of them was Dad, Danny's dad. Uh, he was one of the origin, original uh, uh, people involved in the community foundation. And then in 2001, we became affiliated with the Nebraska Community Foundation. That's when things really took off. All right. So, we Tell folks, because a lot of folks won't know Shickley, tell them about the town and how big and maybe some what some of the needs were at that time or so forth. Well, we're, uh, we're a town of 340 people. Uh, we're in an area of uh, Nebraska where we have real good water, and irrigation has uh, uh, made us a, a very viable viable community. Um, we're, we're a community that's close knit, got a lot of pride. Uh, if you look, if you go up to the high school and look at our, uh, achievements, uh, at the school, you'll see we're very, uh, very competitive and, uh, we like to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? Cause you said you affiliated in 2001. What was it about the affiliation then that made things take off? Cause you kind of mentioned that. Well, when we became affiliated with the Nebraska Community Foundation, they worked with us, and uh, one of the outcomes of the meetings that we had with them and the training that we were taking from them, uh, we received a challenge grant of $105,000 from the uh, Wilkins family who owned the uh, bank here in town. And uh, in raising the match money for that $105,000 we raised uh including their 105 we raised almost $270,000 and that got us that got us started that was for an unrestricted endowment right. which means that we never touched the principal we just uh spend some of the earnings every year on grants around the community all right so of that the interest then is it solely you're just making grants to people that want to apply to to you to do things around the town or community it's organizations around the community that uh, that need help with some of their some of their projects and uh, we've we've done a lot of things in the community we would have never been able to do if we didn't have that money money available yeah. and uh i think last last uh Fall when we made our grants that put us over one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars in in grants that we put out in the community over the last uh, ten eleven years. Yeah. What are some of the projects then that have been funded or been completed? Well, uh, West Side Park, which is our our city park, we've uh, we've done done a lot of projects there. We did a complete renovation of the Little League uh, baseball softball facility here in Shickley. Uh, when you drove up, if you saw the electronic sign, we were part of that. Uh, the sign out on the out on the highway, the "Welcome to Shickley" sign, big little town sign. That that was uh, uh, a project of ours, or we helped with the project. Yeah. Do you continue then to to grow the endowment? Is that an important facet too? Yeah, we continue to to work on that, working on uh, growing the endowment, and 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 then also working on getting. Uh, uh, people to uh, make commitments in their uh, estate plans 
uh, for expectancies that will come into play later. Right now we're working on a Sherwood uh, initiative, the Sherwood Foundation out of Omaha, uh, Susan Buffett's foundation, Warren Buffett's daughter. Uh, most of your listeners probably know who Warren Buffett is. Uh, they they made a commitment to us. Uh, they, they are giving us $250,000 for unrestricted endowment. Uh, we have to raise 500000 to uh, get the total match. And uh, we're just about a year into it, and we're over, almost uh, 60% there. So we're we're moving along real well on that. Well, if you did all that, then you'd have over a million in the in the fund. Is that right? Because you'd have five hundred thousand from you, or is that including theirs? No, five hundred thousand from us, two hundred fifty from them. But if we do that, that'll raise our unrestricted endowment to over a million and a half dollars. Yeah. Which with four four percent, that's sixty thousand dollars a year that we'll be able to put back into the community. Yeah. How do you? I don't know how to say this. How do you get people enthused about giving? Certainly if you've got a matching grant, but you are in a big town. In a sense, where's where's the money all come from? Well, uh, the matching grants have been very, very powerful tools for us because, like I said, we're a competitive community. And if somebody says they're going to give us 100000 like the Wilkins did or 250000 like Sherwood did, uh, the people living in the community are darn well going to make sure we don't let that money get out of town. <laughs> so the transfer of wealth study that the Nebraska Community Foundation did, I, I don't know if you're aware of that. Okay, but, Missouri, yeah. Okay, uh, yep. all right. Yeah, that that was a big impetus. That The first one was done just as we were starting that first challenge grant. Uh, we updated it a year ago, and I was, on, I was fortunate enough to be selected on the committee to help update it. But that is a that is a powerful powerful tool when you when you're working with potential investors or donors. Uh, that transfer of wealth is is a is a big item. Well, explain to not that you have to go way in depth, but explain to them why them seeing that is so important. What's it tell them? I guess. Well, you know the the perceptions out there and has been for a lot of years that the rural communities are drying up and dying. Uh, that's not that's not the case. Uh, there's a lot of wealth in these rural communities. It's not in cash. It's in egg ground uh, uh, assets like that. Well, um, I've heard the story a lot of times. One of our one of our area bankers always tells a story. You know, he says, "I just get tired of people coming into town for a funeral at ten o'clock in the morning and at one o'clock in the afternoon. They're here at the bank cashing all the." CDs in and and we see their tail ice heading out of town and that's the last we see of it. So uh, this transfer of wealth really points out that there's a there's a in the next 25 years there's going to be a tremendous tremendous opportunity if we can take advantage of it and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. How do you get the word out then to folks like that that might be the folks that were just here for three hours and take the money? How do you how do you get the word out so that the, some of that money or all that money stays? Well, we've we've tried real hard to keep our name out in the public. Uh, one of the things that we did originally with the with the Wilkins Challenge Grant in two thousand one, we made a commitment that we were going to put on a program for ten years each year at the uh, high school alumni banquet. By doing it for 10 years, we hit all the honor classes. And alumni banquets, usually the honor classes are the are the, the big groups that come back. So we figured if we did it over a 10-year period, we finished that up a year ago and uh, or two years ago, and 
we were able to to uh, uh, make a presentation to every honor class, and that helped. That helped the get the word out outside of the community. Sure. We have a website, uh, and um, uh, the fellow that takes care of the website for us does a real good job of keeping it up to date and uh, getting information out. Um, we have a Longhorn Club. Uh, Longhorns was the mascot of the high school. We started a Longhorn Club uh, a few years ago, and uh, we've got uh, 30, I think it's 37 members in it now. Uh, trying to expand that with this Sherwood initiative, but the 37 families are are making monthly donations uh, to the uh, foundation. So uh, that's helped. Yeah. Who? How do you handle who's on the board, or does that rotate as far as your local community foundation? Yeah, we have. Uh, you can serve uh, three three-year terms, and then uh, uh, you're off. Uh, you can. You know, you can sit out and then come back on if if you so desire. And uh, we've got uh, we don't have we don't have trouble finding board members. People, we're we're doing enough stuff. We're we're active enough that people uh, see what we're doing and want to be part of it. I'm interested. Maybe this isn't a problem here, but I I mean I live in a county of six thousand, small town too. Do you have trouble getting people? behind it initially do you have what about negativity what about the small town everybody knows each other and sometimes that's bad did things run smoothly were there any big obstacles i guess you had to overcome to do it i don't think we really had much of a uh, much trouble with that uh we we have uh, i know that uh, uh the nebraska community foundation people are are just amazed at uh, broad grassroots uh following that we have uh i think uh we're over, well over 65% of the people living in the Shickley School District, the households have given to the Shickley Community Foundation, which is a tremendously uh, high percentage, and it's something we're pretty proud of. Yeah. Would there, I don't know, what advice would you give to somebody that's trying to do this? Because I'm sure you guys get asked a lot because you've done pretty darn good job. So what is what is it that you tell people to do? Well, Really, uh, the the key to it is you've got to meet with people face-to-face. Uh, I, I do some mentoring work for some community foundations, and uh, uh, probably the biggest problem that you run into, a lot of communities are trying to get started, and they think they can uh, send out a couple hundred letters and the money will just pour in. Well, I'll, I'll let them know that ain't, that's not going to work. Uh, you got to have you got to have the one on one face to face. We we do two on one. We go in teams and uh, meet with people and uh, um, try to get the word out. And, and uh, once you get once you get them to uh, buy into the program and and make their first donation, uh, it's a lot easier to get the second and third donation. Yeah. Do they care if you have, I mean, you you have people apply for these grants. Sometimes people want to know what's going to be done with the money. But for your donors, they just know it's going to a good place and they're willing to let people apply for it and do well, what's Well, yeah, yeah, that's the unrestricted endowment. We do have some, we do, we've got another probably four or 500000 that is in designated accounts where somebody says, yeah, I'll give you money, but I want it used for programs at the school or I want it used for the fire department or something, so or the library. And uh, so we do have some of those accounts, too. Yeah. 
So, but, yeah, so you've got quite a large endowment then when you count all those. Well, yeah, those are, we don't call those endowments. So, but sure, I mean, they're but, they're, yeah. they're they're in they're funds, funds for the benefit of that uh, that organization. Yeah. 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 Any big plans if you are able to get the matching, which you're already sixty percent on the way? Will you just continue to do more of what you're doing, or or what are people talking about? Or well, we have a project that we're going to break ground April third on a new community center, and that was money raised. Uh, Outside of the endowment, uh, we we raised uh, uh, it'll be a million three. We're not quite done, but we're awful close. And we're raising a million three for a new community center. And what, when you say community center, what all will be in it? Uh, the community center will house the village offices, a fitness center. There'll be uh, a meeting room for the uh, legion, legion auxiliary, and then we'll have a, a, a banquet hall that we can divide into. Uh, uh, two meeting rooms, one a smaller one for groups of uh, 25 to 75 people, and then the, if we open it up, uh, it uh, I think our capacity is 350. And you'll do that all through donations? No, That's no all tax through, money? There's no tax money. It's all donations. Yeah. So uh, we are very, we're in a very good time to be doing stuff like that with the egg commodity prices the way they are. That's, that's really helped us. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Scenic Route. Remember, you can catch all of our daily broadcasts, find links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and much more at AmericanCountryside.com.